0: Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. Real quickly, let's say a prayer right now for what's going on in Virginia. How many know that that's a, a terrible, despicable thing that's occurring there and or occurred there? And, you know, those are the things that we take for granted that don't occur in our in our state here so often. But down in the south, those are things that occur every day. So for those of you that didn't hear, there, was a, there was, a, a, uh, it was a Ku Klux Klan rally. Aryan brothers and all of them, they were protesting. Well, obviously, you're going to have counter-protesters, and it turned violent yesterday. And three people, I believe, lost their lives, including two police officers. And so let's keep praying for peace, number one. And that 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 doesn't happen over here, that that our country rises up, our leadership rises up and stands against it. That's what we need so much in this land right now. We need to stand up against it. Amen? So let's just keep praying for them, and let's do that right now. Father, we come before you right now, and Lord, we pray for those families that were touched, that were hurt by this tragedy, the many others that were injured. There were multiple, multiple people injured in this incident. Father, we pray, God, that, Lord, that you would bring healing. And I'm talking about a peaceful healing, one that starts in the heart, Father. This is a heart condition. Lord, the people that would have these feelings of of anger and hate towards people that are not the same as them, Lord, I pray, God, for them. I really do. I pray that, God, that you would do a work in them. But Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to these people and that you would bring the Holy Spirit conviction upon them. And Father, as you do that, that they would beg for your forgiveness, Lord, that you would forgive them, Father, and put them on the path of forgiveness, of healing. But Lord, I pray that for those people that were affected by this. I pray for healing in their land, in their county, Father, upon those people right now in Jesus' name. And Lord... Continue to do your work in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of things going on in our world right now. We all see amazing things, and they're not good. They're not good, and they're just reminders, of again, that we live in the last days. How many believe that? We live in the last days. And, And none of this stuff should come as a shock to you if you're a believer. If you've read your word, you see these things Being mentioned in the Bible, they're talking about divisions, about hatred, about earthquakes and famines and so forth, increasing and increasing. Uh, How many remember the late Brother Ed? Brother Ed would constantly tell us about those things and remind us of those things. And we're only beginning to see much more. Uh, I mean, for generations past, my parents probably thought in their generation as they're growing up, Goodness gracious, it's terrible out here. Now they just probably just roll their heads. I can't believe this. You know, imagine their parents, what they would have thought at the sight of what we see today. What are my grandchildren going to see? What are my great-grandchildren going to see if God forbids doesn't come to take his church? What are they going to see? Because we're only becoming worse and worse is what the Bible says. But here's the good news though. During the last days, the Bible says he's going to pour out his spirit upon all people, that there will be massive revivals and people coming to know the Lord. Amen. People will come to know the Lord more because where sin abounds, grace abounds that much more. Amen. God's presence is always there. Amen. Well, that's I'm going to change gears now because that's not what I'm going to talk about this morning. What I want to talk to you about this morning, I've titled this morning, I have decided I don't know what the theme of that song there. I have decided, and this is the beginning of a sermon series, and it's, I have decided only one thing that you need. I have decided. It's only one thing. You know, many of us have, have how many have gotten onto this diet thing where you, you push it off, you push it off, and then finally you make up your mind, and it's usually January 1st, right? Usually January 1st, you say, okay, this is the day I'm going to decide I'm all in. Right, Justin, all in, but it only lasts for thirty days, maybe thirty minutes, <laughs> depending on how bad your weakness is. Right, and in fact, if you go to any gym club, you know, if you have a membership, you'll notice that in January, February, March it's packed, but you go in June, there's nobody there, nobody in June if you belong to a gym. How many know that? Raise your hand if you've been and seen that. Right. So again. We have to decide whatever that is. We have to make up our mind and become resolute and say, I've decided. I'm all in. I'm going to do this. I remember years ago when I first became a believer, I was the first one in my family to become a believer. Right, mama, papa? Remember that years ago? And uh, I remember I witnessed to my mom, and then she, she became a believer. And then one of my sisters, uh, Irene, became a believer within that same year, and then I think shortly after, Yolanda, or I think Yolanda first, Irene, it was pretty close. And then, you know, we kept asking my dad, well, when are you going to come to church? And he said, when I'm ready to go, I'll go. Those were his words. He he told us, I don't want to go, but I'll tell you this, when I'm ready to go, I'll go. In other words, what he was saying is, when I've decided, I will go. And so it was about a year later, maybe two, but I think about a year later, he decided that he would be all in. And he's never left the church. He's always been in church ever since then. Give him a hand because he made up his mind. Amen. He made up his mind. Many of us, we have to get to that point of making up our mind. I've decided to be all in. I've decided. And so... That's, that's the thing that we as believers have to come to the realization. I have to decide, not just today because it's Sunday, but every day I'm going to serve the Lord. Amen? Amen? You know, you've all heard the definition of insanity, right? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, right? That's the definition of insanity, That's what will cause you someday to stand up and say, I've decided I'm going to do things differently around here. I've decided that I'm going to be the priest of my home, you know, as a man. Because how many men know that's your role? That's your role in your household to be the priest, to be the man. When when you hear the word man of the house, it's talking about being the priest of the house. That means... Grabbing your wife's hand, your children's hand, and leading them in a prayer. Amen? That means saying grace at the table. That means saying, it's time to go to church. You know? That's what that means. Amen? Amen. And, and sometimes we have to just decide to do that. And, and I see the faces out here, and I know you've all decided to do that. Amen? Or you wouldn't be here. I want you to stand with me. We're going to read a scripture in Philippians. It was really our our. our scripture verse, but Philippians chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13 says the following, this is what Paul wrote, and guess who he wrote it to, the Philippians, okay, says in verse 13, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, everybody say one thing, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. I thank you, Lord, that you've made it so simple that all I really have to do is just decide to follow you to to be all in, Lord, and that you're going to take care of everything else. Uh, I don't need to worry about how this is going to work or how you're going to work that out. Lord, all I have to do is make my mind up. And Lord, I know that when I do that, blessings follow. So Lord, we pray that your anointing would be upon this sermon. And Lord, I pray that the hearers would receive from you today. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Amen. God stretches us when we believe, when we're all in. Amen. Did you know that? unforgiveness will keep us from stretching or growing. If we have a spirit of unforgiveness, you're stagnant. You're stuck. You can't move on. It's like you run out of gas. You can't go anywhere and everybody's going to be passing you by if you have a spirit of unforgiveness. But when you can forgive somebody, God can stretch you. God can take you to that next level. Amen, Justin? He can take you to that next level. Amen, Wayne? He can take you to that next level. Amen. What if there was an adjustment that you could do today that would take you to that next level? What if there was something that you could do in your life that, that you don't really realize that if you took care of that, you'd be at that next level that I'm talking about? Well, I want to talk to you about a few things this morning, about three points. But I want to, I want to remind you, number one, to forget about the past and focus on the future. Because for, for too many of us, we're too hung up on the past. We're too hung up on how we were hurt, how so-and-so did this and that to us, how we were told we could never amount to anything, how our pampers were put on too tight. That's what I call it. Forgive me. (laughs) But, you know, for too many of us, we hold on to the past. It controls our thoughts now in the present and in the future. We have to forget the past to allow God to do something new. We can't be holding on to the past. Can I get an amen? Amen. You will not move forward by doing the same things you've always done over and over and over again. If you ever feel at the end of the year in December and you get to that point in December and here's January coming up and you're this resolution person. uh, Personally, I'm not into this resolution thing on January 1st, but I do make goals, but not at January. Anyways. If you're, if you're like that, and, and, and it's always been the same thing over and over, this year was just like last year, and last year was just like the year before, and the year before was like the years before that, and, and it just seems to continue, you got to do something different. Amen? Amen. you got to break out of that mold. you gotta, you got to do something different. You have to decide what it is you're going to do, and then begin to do it. Amen. Amen. An expression... Or, excuse me, here's some ideas for deciding on that for for a better quality of life. Here's just some quick ideas. There's habits that we have. Habits. Studies have shown that it takes 21 days to develop a habit. Minimum of 21 days to develop a good habit. Or that could be a bad habit. Bad habits develop just as quickly, don't they? going to the refrigerator right after dinner and seeing that piece of pie which you never should have bought in the first place, right? Or or that Hershey bar that your daughter Raquel hid in the little drawer and you see it and you, and you keep taking a little bite of it and you, you hope that they don't notice. That, that's a bad habit. Habits. Relationships. How about this? Do you have toxic relationships? Do you have those relationships? And we've all had them. Hopefully you don't have any at this point, but... We all have those, that, those people that just drain the life out of you. Those people that are no good to be with, no good to be hanging with. And you know that if you go down that, that road, you know where that's going to take you. Those toxic relationships. How about debts? Because we can be slaves to our debts, right? We know that, right? Anybody that's ever, you, you bought a house, bought a car, uh, put something on a charge card, you're a slave. You're a slave at that moment. And, and, and how do we get out of that? What can we work towards paying off? Well, start with one, one at a time, right? One at a time. How about your health? Are you doing the things that the doctor's telling you to do? <laughs> I hope so. Wayne just had a triple bypass surgery, and I hope he's listening to the doctor. There's other of us here that the doctor's told us things to do. Are we doing them? Are we doing them? Are we doing them? Are we doing them? Amen? Amen. Dreams. Everybody, I don't care who you are, has dreams, has visions, has goals. I don't care how young you are, how old you are. You have dreams. What can you do to help you get to that point? Have you decided? Have you made up your mind to to make it happen? Because how many know God wants to bless you? And what God wants to help you reach those dreams this morning. Amen? And I'm not talking about a dream at night. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about your goals in life. What is it you want to accomplish? What is it that, that you want to have God help you with in your life? Oh, well, Pastor Rick, I, I, I don't have the education. Or, I, I'm too old, Pastor Rick. You see, I'm already retired. No. No. Abraham became a dad at the age of 90. The Bible says, who, who said anything about old Methuselah lived to be 969 years old. Not that you're going to live to be 969, but you know, God still uses people, whether they're a child or whether they're an older person. It doesn't matter. Amen. I want to read another scripture to you, and I'm going to be poking or picking a few scriptures here this morning. This one's in Psalm 27 psalm chapter 27 and verse 4 psalm chapter 27 and verse 4 and this is king david here who penned this so so king david was a great man of god in fact if you've been attending wednesday's summer in the psalms you've been finding out a lot of things about king david and the wonderful man he was but at the same time how transparent he was his weaknesses and how he just Pleaded before God. It was so cyclical with him. He'd be down, he'd be up. He'd be down, he'd be up. Just like you and I. He was just the real man. But here's listen to what he says in Psalm t- 27, verse 4. One thing. Everybody say one thing. one thing. I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord And to seek him in his temple. Let me ask you this morning. Is that your desire today? Is that your desire today? To seek the Lord. That you may dwell in the house of the Lord. Or is this only your one hour. One and a half hours of of I feel good. And I've done my, my, my duty for the week. And I'm good to go. You know God forbid that should be it. Amen. God forbid that should be it. We need to have that desire, because if, if you haven't decided that, decide today that you're all in, that, that you're going to go forward. Amen? Amen? King David wrote this psalm because he desired to live in God's presence every day. It's not just here in church where you can experience God's presence. Tomorrow, for those of you that are going to get up early and go to work, for the kids that are going to go to school this week, God's presence is can be there if they allow themselves to recognize that and feel that. Amen? And, and, and to just ignore it and only experience it on a Sunday, you're missing out. Right. You're missing out. You have to decide, Lord, I want to experience your presence every day. In the gym, at home, in my kitchen, at, at the church, Wednesday nights at Bible study. Amen? How can you make your relationship with the Lord better? How can this be part of your daily lifestyle? What can we do? And and that's why I've titled this, I Have Decided. Because there's something every one of us here can do to make that happen. Amen? There's something here every one of us can do. See, I want to see God and be more consistent in the house of the Lord. Obviously, I have to be here because that's my job, right? I, I am the pastor. But how many times do you know that during the week, sometimes Monday comes along, and, you know, you get tired, and just like every one of you, sometimes you don't feel like praying. Sometimes you don't feel like reading the Word of God, right? I'm just being transparent. All of you feel that, I'm sure, every day or every other day. There will be times that Bible will sit in your living room, and it goes untouched for two days. Oh, my gosh, three days, four days, right? I'm not, Now, if that was to happen to Pastor Rick on a regular basis, Pastor Rick would not be able to feed you up here, amen? I have to do that. I have to. I have to uh, be consistent in that. But I, what I want to challenge you and each of you is that we want to be more consistent with the Lord. Each of us can can deepen our relationship. Amen. Yeah. Each of us can take it to another level. I want to deepen my relationship so that I might know Him. How about you? Do you want to know Him? Do you want to know Him truly? And and. We had this conversation with my, my daughters and we were talking about, I forget what, but, you know, even when you're struggling in pain, even even when you think of the things that people experience on a evil level, God was still there. God was still there. And I know that's hard to fathom, understand, well, why didn't God do anything about it? Because we all know people that, that don't come to church or are not believers because they say, well, God allowed this to happen. And I will never cross or enter a door, you know, of a church because God allowed that to happen. Well let me tell you, evil does exist. G- God will allow things to happen. Yes, he could stop and prevent, prevent things, but he was there. He was there even in the middle of that storm. He was there whether you recognize it or not. He was there, amen. Yeah. And and that's the thing that we need to understand is we need to 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 sense Him in our everyday life. God is there whether you realize that or not. And here I want to take you to a story. Another account found in Luke chapter 10. Mary and Martha. How many remember Mary and Martha? Great story about the one thing that it's, that's important. Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. I want to start there. And it says the following. Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. As Jesus... Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Everybody say, only one. one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Have Have you read that and understood that what Jesus is saying here is, yes, we can all get caught up in, in, in all the chores of life and all the things that we know we have to do. Maybe even Pastor Rick can get caught up in the setting up every morning and making sure the communion is set up, making sure the sound system sounds good, making sure we have people that are going to play worship. I can get so caught up in that and yet neglect the most important thing, be in the presence of Jesus amen Amen? that's my question to you are you getting so caught up in your life doing things hosting maybe a small group there's there's a, a gazillion things that you could be doing but neglecting the master's touch the connection with Jesus see Jesus was telling Martha 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 don't worry about these other things When you have the master here, it's time to connect with the master. Amen. You know, one of our problems we have in our day and age, not here, but I know in other churches, um, you can see this during the middle of a sermon, people will be texting on their phones, right? They're texting, they're receiving phone calls and and all sorts of stuff, right? And um, that's how much we can be distracted by the enemy, really, who's trying to take your focus off of what's most important at that moment is your communion with Jesus. Jesus wants to spend time with you. Jesus wanted to spend time with Martha. Mary recognized that. Mary was at his feet. She was, that's a symbol of, of being humble, coming before him and saying, Yes, Lord, whatever your will is, I'm here. Martha didn't have a clue at that moment. She thought other, other things were more important. Don't ever forget that. Jesus is the most important thing. Amen? Amen. Is there anything you're doing that is good that could be better? You know, Martha was doing good things. She was wanting to serve him. She was wanting to get the coffee ready. The, the senorita bread ready, right? Get the plates ready. Start to hand them out. Now that's a good thing. But there was something else more important. Spending time with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Spend time with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to talk to you here real quick about three things to help us make those decisions. Number one, I have decided to make the most of my time. I have decided to make the most of my time. That's the first one. We all have 24 hours. We all have seven days a week. We all have 30 days typically in a month. How many minutes was that in a day? 82,400 minutes a day, I believe it is or something like that. Nobody has a minute more. Nobody has a minute less. It's how you use that time, right? Ha- have you ever caught yourself at about five or six o'clock in the afternoon going, why, where did the time go? What did I do? And, and if you're not careful at work, you can, you can catch yourself saying that because you get caught up doing things and, and you wanted to do so much more. And you have to make the most of your time. There's a term I use in my, my workplace with others, and I say, a sense of urgency. Have you heard that before? You, it's, it's a shock to me, though, that many people don't have a sense of urgency. You know, when there's something that needs to be taken care of, like, right now, and people go, yada, yada, and doodle, and, like, there's no care in the world when it needs to be taken care of right now. That's called a sense of urgency. And... That's what I try to teach the people that work with me is you got to have a sense of urgency. It's now, not tomorrow, not mañana, right? It's today. But here's the point. Time is valuable. Time escapes us. It's it's here and gone. Just ask my parents. Ask Mike. Ask anybody with, with gray hair. They'll tell you time goes by fast. It goes by really fast. So again... Prioritize your time. Prioritize or decide to make the most of your time. Ephesians chapter 5. I want to read two verses to you. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 15 and 16. Ephesians 5 and chapter, chapter 5 verse 15 says this. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity... Why? Because the days are evil. Because the days are evil. We have to make the most of our opportunity. Make the most of our time. We can't say, well, I'll, ha- I'll do that tomorrow. I'll-, I'll do that next week. Next month. Today is the day. Today's the day. God wants you to make up your mind and decide today to do that. Amen? Amen. And then, here we go to the next step here. My second point, get rid of all distractions. Get rid of distractions. They will get in the way with your relationship with God. Do you have things going off, you know, your your cell phone when you're trying to pray? Your cell phone when you're trying to read the Word of God? Your phone? Just turn it off. Most phones you can turn off nowadays. If you want to pray, pray. Take the time to pray. If you're going to study the Word of God for 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever it is, turn it off. Don't have the phone on. Don't have the TV on. Turn off the distractions. Amen? Amen. How many are with me on that one? Because that's a big thing. The enemy will do anything to distract you. From crying babies, to to cell phones, to TVs, to cars, alarms, whatever it may be, to distract you from growing in the Word of God. Amen? Here's a question for you. If Jesus was coming to your house this afternoon... Right away, you're thinking, oh my goodness, the house is a mess, right? You just thought that. I know you did. You you thought, my house is a mess. I didn't make the beds. I didn't make the beds this morning. There's still food on the table, on the kitchen table, that I'm going to clean up when I get home, right? You started thinking of that rather than, oh wow, Jesus is coming to my house? I get to spend one-on-one time with Jesus? I mean, that thought process. If Jesus was coming to your house, would you rather be Watching TV? Watering your garden? Working on your car? Or would you rather be in his presence? Would you rather be in his presence? See, that's what Mary understood and Martha didn't quite understand. She understood it after Jesus had spoken to her. But we can easily be distracted by the things around us. My tomato plants are starting to wilt. I got to water them. But Jesus is coming. But Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Amen? We can easily be distracted. So help us, Lord, not to be so distracted. You know, in Hebrews, I want to read another scripture to you found in Hebrews chapter 12. How many know that whenever you come across the word therefore, what it means? It means because of. And when we see this word here in Chapter 12 and verse 1. The very first word we read is "therefore" in the NIV, and it's referring to the previous chapter, the great chapter of faith, where it talked about Abel through the prophets, all these great men of faith. And so, what what the scripture is saying here in verse 1 of chapter 12, it's saying, "Therefore, since we are surrounded by each by, by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders." And the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Amen. Throw those things off that prevent you from living for God. Throw those things off. Cast them off. Is there anything that would prevent you from serving God? Or, or being in the house of God? God forbid. I hope not. If there is, throw it off. You know, for, for some of us, and I understand, we need to support our families I work on Sundays, I, I hear that. I work on Sundays. Well then, guess what I, hear, what I start doing when you tell me that? I pray that you get another job that doesn't have you work on Saturdays or Sundays. Amen? That's what I start doing. So if that hinders you, I understand that. You've got to provide for your family. But I'm going to pray that God gives you another job where you don't have to work on Sundays. Amen? Yeah. Amen. You know, um, there's a lot of things that can hinder us and weigh us down. Uh, how many played baseball back in the day? Remember the old, the bats, and then you would put a, they they call them weighted donuts. You put a donut on the bat, and then then you get that bat, and then you start swinging it when you're on the on-deck circle, away from the dugout, you don't want to hit anybody. And the reason for that is, you're swinging that bat so that when you get up to bat, you knock that donut off, and the bat feels 100 times lighter. And it's supposed to help you with your bat speed, and so... It's a lot here, you know, psychological more than anything. But we grew up playing with those. But when it came time to do the at-bat, we didn't swing with that, with that weight on there. We threw it off. We cast it off because we wouldn't be able to hit with it. Same thing with our spiritual walk. How many have ever done the ankle weights when you're running? you done the ankle weights? Yeah. I remember doing those when I used to run track, um, used, to, used to put those on. And, and ankle weights, and then those build up your calf muscles. They build up your strength, and they help you in, in, in walking and running. And, uh, but when you're running a race, you better not be wearing ankle weights. You better not be wearing ankle weights. You're going to lose, I promise you. Amen? you got to cast them off. you got to take them off. Amen? And then it leads us to our final point, point number three. Prioritize the presence of Christ in your life. And what I mean by that is daily practice his presence in your life. Cuz see we can get too caught up in well this is church and then this is work. God's not in my workplace. No, 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 no. You got it all wrong. God is in your workplace. I don't care how bad it is or how good it is. God is there. You have to prioritize that. Listen to this right here. Where you are, he is. Everybody say that with me. Where you are, he is. I don't care where you go. Where you are, he is. Think about that today, the rest of your day, tomorrow. Where you are, he is. There's no place you can go to hide from God. No place you can go to escape his love or his judgment. He is where you are. Amen? Amen. Philippians 3 and chapter 7. Philippians 3 and chapter 7 says the following. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What he's saying there is, don't get so puffed up because of who you are, who you were, or because of what you did, or because of your title, or because you're a doctor, or you're a this or that, and think that that means anything to Christ. It doesn't mean anything to Christ. Amen? Amen. Right. Be careful of considering past achievements so important in your life that they get in the way of your re- relationship with Christ. Amen. Christ views us all as equals, black or white. He doesn't care. We're all the same in His sight. Amen? Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? Oh, yeah. Amen. I'm thankful for that because that's what I see out here. We're all equals in the eyes of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Don't allow the things of this world to cause you to lose sight of what's most important in your life. And that's in the being in the presence of Of Jesus. Amen. And in closing this morning. I want to give you an example. Of what I mean by that. Um, I had a previous employer. For 20 years. Where I worked at before. And uh, many years ago. I'm not that old. But I guess I am. In that position. I was interviewed. And came out in quite a few media. TV spots. I was on ABC's 2020. Primetime Live. Uh, NBC Today, Channel 50 News, Santa Rosa, Discovery Magazine, National Geographic Magazine, Wall Street Journal, etc. There was a few, quite a few other places that I've already forgotten. And at that time, I remember them coming in and filming and videotaping, interviewing. And I began to see, you know, these, these crews coming in. That's rap! And and then all these people starting to get puffed up heads and minds. You know, my coworkers, some of the ones that I dealt with on that level, and. And I began to see this. And at that same time, I had just become a believer in Christ. And I just wanted to focus on a relationship with Christ. But I began to see how that allure could take you away from what was most important. Because there were people getting caught up in, yeah, I was on, I was on 2020. I was on primetime live, you know. Uh, I was interviewed by, you know, and it's like, who cares, right? Who cares? They were walking around with a big head. No, no fortune. It was fame, but no fortune. We weren't getting paid for this. And walking around like they were somebody. But I didn't allow that business, that stuff to derail my thoughts. That Jesus, I want more of you. I want more of you, Jesus. I decided to prioritize Jesus in my life at that time. I said, Lord, you're number one in my life. Amen. You're number one. I want you. For some of you this morning, you may have lost sight of what's most important. Maybe you've lost sight. Maybe you've been caught up in that allure of something else. And you've lost sight of what's most important, which is Jesus. Just like the example of Mary and and Martha. You could be that Martha. You've been so caught up in doing that you've forgotten completely how to receive. And don't don't get me wrong. There's there's a right time for doing. But there's also a time for receiving. Amen? If you're here today of, and you've not fully decided, if you've not decided to be all in, to fully pursue the Lord with all your heart this morning, I want to ask you this morning, have you decided? Is there anything that would prevent you from making up your mind and saying, Lord, I'm all in, I'm yours. I've decided today, today to follow you. Would you do that today? Would you do that today? See, the Lord wants to help you start right now. And his supernatural help, that's the wonderful thing. It's a supernatural help above and beyond anything you could ever do that he gives you, that he helps you with. Amen? It comes when you decide to make him and only him the priority in your life. Are you ready to do that today? Have you decided this morning, church? Or are you saying, no, I'm waiting for that husband of mine, that wife of mine, that job of mine, my, my medical condition, my health, my insurance, my income, my... You fill in the blank. No, God would say to you today, today I have decided to love you. Won't you do the same? God has decided to love every one of us here today. And all he wants is for you to say, Lord, I love you. And I've decided I will do the best I can. And with your supernatural help in my life, allow those blessings to just fill my life. Amen. Lord, we love you and we thank you. God, what a wonderful God we serve. You are so good, Lord. God, you've taken these broken pieces, Lord, and you've restored us. You've shown us what love is, what true love is, what compassion is. Lord, how to forgive and how to forgive our enemies. Lord, I pray that this this morning, today, that we will become resolute, that we have decided, Lord, today, no more excuses, no more reason why we can't do this or why we can't do that. That, Lord, from this day forward, we will walk in confidence and in faith and in boldness and lord supernaturally you will give us the help the power to be to be able to be overcomers lord and so father we thank you for that this morning we thank you for your word help us to take it the rest of this day the rest of this week and to continue to chew on that lord and and lord we thank you again for your mighty presence in jesus name